five, four, three, two, one. <clears throat> I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA, fighting for direct mail and direct mail marketing every day. And as usual, we got my big red square at the beginning, but it seems to have fixed itself. Let's see. First, let's go over to the silly stuff, because I like that. You know, that's the way it goes. And here's a fun one from Progressive. homes and autos of those who bundle, you must become a true master. Water damage, fire damage, wind damage. I'm not getting this metaphor. Protect the home! Ready? No. Are we just cleaning your car? When you can take the ball from my hand, you'll be ready. <laughs> you were always ready. And why'd I do that whole training? That was mostly for me. Confidence booster. I'm proud of you. You kept your focus. Yeah. Bye. Do you see that? Whoa! There's so many great videos here. You really can't go wrong. Anyway. <laughs> and like most testing, it was irrelevant. <laughs> it was for the benefit of someone and not to illuminate the not to illuminate anybody or teach them anything. I love the part with the ball. When you can take this ball from my hand, you're uh, you're ready. <laughs> anyway, I always get a laugh out of those progressive ads. So I don't know why I start with that. It just get gets you know, it gets me going, loosens me up a bit, I guess. Okay, this is great work. This is one of the most inspiring. It's a short little article from the Hustle cuz that's the way the Hustle rights which is great uh work from home is a game changer for disabled workers isn't that isn't that something you know one of the unintended benefits of forcing everybody to stay home was that people with disabilities felt more comfortable joining the workforce we basically put put everyone else on a level playing field you know because if you have difficulty commuting or if you have to stay home for other reasons uh, now everybody had to stay home so it's really helped the disabled people um, because working from home you know you're set up at home whatever it is that you've got for a disability you've got the most you know the most conducive environment you can build at home uh, as opposed to going to a job where you know, they may make some concessions, but not necessarily what you need. You know, in this office building, for an example, the half the building is upstairs, and it's difficult for me to get upstairs. So, uh, you know, I couldn't work for a company. I mean, I couldn't work at a company easily. I, I could, I can get there, you know, I can get upstairs, but not, it wouldn't be my first choice, let's just say. You know, I would rather have an elevator or some other, uh, some other option. Um, so 42.5 million Americans reached uh, almost a 40% labor force participation rate, which isn't a really important number for the, you know, everybody looks at the unemployment numbers, but the participation rate in some ways is more important to me. Uh, it really gives you a better health of the economy because unemployment, if people are discouraged and aren't looking for a job, they don't even get counted as unemployed. They get counted as nothing. They don't get counted. And so the unemployment percent, especially in in areas of lower opportunity, you know, like inner city employment, is under undercounted, let's say, because many people have essentially given up. And one of the great things 
that happened in the uh, in the 2016 administration was that they built opportunity zones, and I believe they're still in place. Just you know, I don't know that everyone's taking advantage of it. But a lot of businesses were, and were moving into zones where where the jobs were sorely needed, and were given incentives to do that. And so I believe in Wisconsin, I think there was about a hundred of them created, and about half of them were in inner cities, and and about half of them were in poor, very, very poor areas of Wisconsin, which there are some, especially out toward the, the southwest part of the state and the far north part. Okay, so what are the advantages? Well, commuting. If you don't have to commute, that's that's a big deal. You know, uh, some people need special vehicles and all the rest of it. Okay, mobility, since not all offices are designed to accommodate workers with disabilities. Absolutely right. Privacy, allowing workers to attend to bodily needs during the work day. And here's one of the biggest ones. One worker said, interviewing over Zoom can also help avoid biases from potential employers noticing her wheelchair. You know, and as an employer, you know, we had, we had um, you know, one of our main people get diagnosed with really, really bad cancer. And that affects your entire uh your insurance, not only your insurance premiums can go way up, but what insurance companies do in healthcare often is they, they come out with new products and the companies that don't have any significant claims can get onto the new pro- products. But the, the ones who have someone with a severe illness or something that is very costly, they, they don't let them into the new low rate policy. And then they can, so then when they're left with only the people with, only the companies, small businesses with significant issues, then the rates go way up. So our rates quadrupled. And um, so as an employer, you kind of say, well, I'd really rather, all things being equal, hire somebody that's healthy. Uh, And that doesn't mean that somebody in a wheelchair isn't healthy. But, you know, we all have biases in our heads. And and so I can see how that would really help. And that, I think that's a really interesting idea. And one of the, another important point, I was going to talk about call centers today a little bit. But if you're hiring people for call centers, you can have them come in. But it's much better to in, do the interviews over the phone. Because often, oftentimes people in the calling industry uh, have disabilities and things and or other issues why they don't want to come into a regular normal office. And uh, and they could still be really great on the phone. And so to protect yourself from your own biases, you should consider if the job is mainly, you know, on the phone or on Zoom or something remote, customer support or something, do the interviews in that medium. It makes it makes a ton of sense, and you'll and you'll get really great people, I think. Okay, so. With many firms struggling to fill open positions, workers with disabilities are being viewed as an untapped talent pool. And the mainstream adoption of remote work could lead to more companies offering remote work as an option for workers with disabilities, even if other workers still need to show up in person. Very, very good point. Very, very good point. So one of the easiest ways now to to comply with uh, Americans with Disabilities Act in terms of your hiring is to not require it, it, it may be easier for you to not require 
the disabled worker to come in than it is to revamp. You know, if you if you only have a few employees, then to revamp your entire office and put in ramps or elevators or something else that you might have to do uh, and should do uh, for the disabled, for your disabled employees. But it may be quite a bit simpler now that you have the technology uh, and maybe is underused because you, you're forcing your people to come back in. Uh, now maybe consider that uh, you could hire more more people with disabilities and and utilize all that you learned about that in, in COVID. Okay, this is a really excellent article by by Kylie Kiglowski. Kuglowski? It's funny because I can pronounce that pretty easily. There's a lot of names I really stumble over, but probably because I'm from Wisconsin and have and have some background in that. <laughs> My my, there, when I was a kid, there was lots of, uh, lots of Polish jokes, and my mother told me I was probably, you know, had a significant percentage of Polish, so I shouldn't, you know, I should be careful <laughs> with what I said. But I, a lot of them were funny. Then they switched to blonde jokes, and then they switched to, uh, I don't know, gra- oh, dad jokes. Then they switched to dad jokes. So we, we choose our targets. Anyway, direct mail. This is an excellent article. Excellent article. And if you click on this link. I can't do it right now, but up at the top, you know, after the show, all the articles are put up on WDMA.org, and you need, it's in the members only section, so you got to find that, and you, if you, if you aren't a member, then you need to subscribe, it's free, or you can join and support the, the work we do, um, so anyway, excellent article, I highly recommend it, because it's got an index where you can, where you can, where the whole article, it's a long article to, in my for my show, 13 to 17 minutes, but uh, it indexes it for you. And, and let me just, so I'll just go shoot through the index. Uh, you know, it, it's what is direct mail marketing? Something with a call to action. And um, what is direct mail still useful? I mean, this is just the headlines are good. Direct mail advantages, interactive, memorable, uh, has a wide demographic. You can target your audience. Uh, you can have almost unlimited creative potential, less competition in the mailbox. Okay, drawbacks, it can be expensive in a cost per contact. But even, and even Kylie doesn't get into this. Um, when you're doing pay-per-click, you got to always multiply the number you're paying per click times two because Google themselves say it's a, 50% bounce rate. So half the time when people are clicking, they don't really know what they're looking for, and they just leave. And and you can't and you can't say that that in, is engagement. So if you're paying five dollars a click, and many are, then it it the the real upfront cost is ten dollars a click. And uh, oftentimes it's people who've already bought from you that just you know that they just can't remember how to get in touch. Uh, maybe if you mail them, you'd avoid the the charges entirely. Uh, give them a way to get in touch with you with a QR code or something else. But once you get that pay per click, the 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 likelihood of their ordering is very similar to direct mail. You know, it's in the two to five percent area. Could be less, could be more, but you know, in that area, it's it's not probably ten percent. It's not, and it's it's probably. Uh, you know, I've I've had successful business to business where our average response across the board, customers and prospects, was half a percent. Okay, so pay per click is not is not far out of that. 
Okay, so when you think of direct mail as expensive and you say, well, I can, I might spend a dollar per contact, you know, per mailer, per piece, or my, maybe $2 if you do something really nice, or a Uline catalog might be 10 um, But if, then you look at the cost of pay-per-click for Google, and if it's $5, it's really $10 with the bounce rate, and then you're in the same ballpark with the response rate. So you could do, you could take half of your pay-per-click, do it, do it wisely, and and do really, really nice mail, or do really, really inexpensive in comparison mail. Okay. Direct mail results are hard to measure. No, that's not at all true. There's all kinds of ways to measure. Amazing, and that's what we talk about here almost every day in WDMA. And if you don't know how to measure, or if you think that mail isn't easy to measure, then give me a call. Uh, I've been putting at the end of the show that um, always happy to do a 15-minute call with anybody uh, to talk about their marketing. And there is no clock, and we won't send you a bill. Uh, but I do love to hear about marketing challenges. That's basically good clients make good consultants, and a good question is half the answer. So uh, direct mail isn't editable. <laughs> it can't be changed. So you better pay attention. And that could be a drawback if you're not used to that. Mailing lists can be inaccurate. Yes. And so the idea that you can, I mean, you know, in my day when I started in direct mail, it was we can target, we can target. But no one did. I mean, it wasn't really that but but you can get to a good neighborhood, and you can get to a good interest group, and you can mitigate your odds and do better and worse. And the best part is, is that direct mail has built in a labeled data set. So if you do enough mail, you can do AI and machine learning at a level that really digital has very, very great difficulty with. And the reason that they do, and other mass media, is you don't know who's watching, and even if they're watching, you don't know who's paying attention. Whereas direct mail requires a certain level of engagement. You have to look at it. You have to read it a little bit before you can throw it away. You know, it's empowering. You can throw it away. You'll get more. <laughs> I've always liked that about Chuck Mail, you know. What else in your life can you just throw away? You say, no, I might need that. I might need that bolt someday. <laughs> But mail, no, just boom, in the trash. Okay, and uh, so what does it cost? I've already touched on that. How does direct mail marketing work? Define your goals, know your audience, create your direct mail. And again, we can help you with any of these points, uh, and you may want to get help. You probably do. When Wayfarer did a catalog, they did a presentation at Nomo a couple of weeks later, and or a couple of years later, I guess, and they talked about all the mistakes they made. And, you know, I turned to some people at the table I was sitting at and I said, you know, any one of us at this table could have really helped them a lot. So don't assume because you're great at digital that it's the same, especially today when paper shortages are all over the place. You need a relationship with a good printer. And I have relationships with good printers, you know, that work together for decades. So getting the help of a consultant leverages your project. You know, yeah, you can pick a printer on your own. But, you know, having sold printing, we didn't always tell the client that we didn't have the machinery to do their job. We would send it somewhere else. <laughs> you know, so, but you're always almost, you're almost always better off working directly with the printer who can print your, your piece. Uh, or at least handling it. Okay, so anyway, a very, very excellent, uh, very, very excellent article from, from Kylie. I don't know how she, I looked her up. 
and reached out to her. I don't know, I don't know her background or if she just did good, solid research, but uh, well done. This is this is a nice little uh, and oh, Max Friedman contributed to the reporting and writing of this article. So I'm not sure I know Max, but we'll find out and reach out to Max as well. Whoever worked on this, it's it's as nice. Uh, you know, a few a few page compendium. If you're considering mail at all, I would print it out and and study it. Uh, excellent. Well, well done. And have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye bye.